Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, You know, Texas Governor Greg Abbott spoke today at Uvala, spoke today to the people of Texas, spoke today to the people of the United States. And he actually spoke in a way that we had hoped Joe Biden would. But Joe Biden is not that type of a man. He's just not. And he never has been. I want you to hear some of what Governor Abbott said today, and then I want to respond to some of the lunatics out there who just cannot control themselves. Cut one, go. The first thing that happened was that the gunman shot his grandmother in the face. She then contacted police. The gunman fled, and uh, as he was fleeing, he had an accident just outside of the elementary school, and he ran into the school. Officers with the Consolidated Independent School District, they approached the gunman and engaged with the gunman uh, at that time. The gunman then entered a back door and went down two short hallways and then into a classroom on the left-hand side. The gun room uh, entered into that classroom, and the classroom was connected internally to another classroom. Border Patrol, Consolidated ISD officers, police, sheriffs, and DPS officers converged on that classroom. And a Border Patrol officer killed the gunman. Cut to. The gunman was 18 years old and reportedly a high school dropout. 
Reportedly, there has been no criminal history identified yet. He may have had a juvenile record, but that is yet to be determined. There was no known mental health history of the gunman. He used one weapon, which was an AR-15, uh, using 223 rounds. There was no meaningful forewarning of this crime, other than what I'm about to tell you. As of this time, the only information that was known in advance was posted by the government on Facebook approximately 30 minutes before reaching the school. The first post was to the point of, he said, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. The third post, maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school, was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. And that obviously wouldn't have provided enough time to act, 15 minutes. Cut three, go. Evil swept across Uvalde yesterday. Anyone who shoots his grandmother in the face has to have evil in his heart. But it is far more evil for someone to gun down little kids. It is intolerable and it is unacceptable for us to have in the state anybody who would kill little kids in our schools. Children are a blessing. God teaches us that. They're filled with laughter, innocence, and joy. Their love is a gift that parents get to unwrap every single day. Parents in Uvalde had that gift taken away from them, stolen by a demented person. Days before, days before yesterday, when these children were at school, some were receiving awards for perfect attendance. These kids will never attend school again. And you can hear how genuinely upset the governor is. Cut four, go. But the reality is as horrible as what happened. It could have been worse. The reason it was not worse is because law enforcement officials did what they do. They showed amazing courage by running toward gunfire for the singular purpose of trying to save lives. And it is a fact that because of their quick response, getting on the scene, being able to respond to the gunman and eliminate the gunman, they were able to save lives.
unfortunately, not enough. Cut five. I know people like to try to oversimplify this. Uh, let's talk about some real facts. And, and that is there are, quote, real gun laws in Chicago. There are, quote, real gun laws in New York. There are real gun laws in California. I hate to say this, but there are more people who were shot every weekend in Chicago than there are in schools in Texas. And we need to realize that, that people who think that, well, maybe we could just implement tougher gun laws, it's going to solve it. Chicago and L.A. and New York disproved that thesis. And so if you're looking for a real solution, Chicago teaches that what you're talking about, it's not a real solution. Our job is to come up with real solutions that we can implement. This is extremely impressive and heartfelt and compassionate. And then Beto O'Rourke, who's running against Governor Greg Abbott for governor. He's at the scene of the press event. And he jumps up and he blames the governor for what took place in that classroom. He blames the governor. The lieutenant governor is there, Patrick. The mayor is there, who is furious with what Beto O'Rourke is doing. And Senator Cruz is there. So Beto O'Rourke decides to politicize this with forethought. As the governor is trying to talk about what happened. And the last person you'll hear is the mayor. Cut six, go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down. I do not like this. Shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No, please to get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk to. So, this is totally predictable. When you, sir, you're out of line, sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. It's all like you. Why don't you get out of here? So the most vocal shouting down O'Rourke was the mayor, whose small town of fifteen to sixteen thousand is suffering horribly. And O'Rourke makes a scene. Not to accomplish anything, to draw attention to himself. So Greg Abbott says this, cut seven, go. There are family members who are crying as we speak. There are family members whose hearts are broken. 
There's no words that anybody shouting can come up here and do anything to heal those broken hearts. We all, every Texan, every American has a responsibility where we need to focus not on ourselves and our agendas. We need to focus on the healing and hope that we can provide to those who have suffered unconscionable damage to their lives and loss of life. We need all Texans to, in this one moment in time, put aside personal agendas, think of somebody other than ourselves, think about the people who were hurt, and help those who have been hurt. Police had to remove O'Rourke. And I think uh, Charlie Cook over at National Review summed this up well. When O'Rourke said to Abbott, this is on you. Cook says, I'd like to know what he meant by this. The only thing I can think of is that O'Rourke believes that Texas should have banned the AR-15 that the killer used in his spree. But when asked about that very issue in February, O'Rourke made it clear that he opposed such a move. Here is ABC where he spoke. Speaking to reporters, O'Rourke also took a question about his controversial stance on guns and remarks made in 2019 about taking away AR-15s and AK-47s. He said, I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure we do is defend the Second Amendment. I want to make sure that we protect our fellow Texans far better than we're doing right now and that we listen to law enforcement, which Greg Abbott refused to do. He turned his back on them when he signed the permitless carry bill that endangers the lives of law enforcement in a state that's seen more cops and sheriff deputies gunned down than in any other. Obviously, Texas's permitless carry law had absolutely nothing to do with what happened yesterday in Uvalde. He says, I'm sure that before the day is out, the press will ask for a detailed explanation of what O'Rourke actually believes Abbott has done wrong. What did Abbott do wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. And then Joe Scarborough uses the occasion to exploit the demagogue and to lie through his teeth. And at uh, National Review again, Charlie Cook writes, Texas has had the same laws governing the purchase of rifles for decades. Because what Scarborough said is, there are several here who fit the definition of sick son of a bee, but none go by the name of Beto. Look instead at the freaks who keep gutting gun laws so 18-year-olds can buy weapons designed for war to go into schools and slaughter babies. That is sick, Scarborough posted. Cook says this isn't true. Texas has had the same laws governing the purchase of rifles for decades, and none of the people in that picture have gutted any of them. The 1968 Gun Control Act set the rifle-buying age at 18, and since then, Texas has followed suit. As a matter of fact, the only changes made in this area since this point have been issued by the federal government, and those served in to tighten rather than loosen the rules. 1993, Congress passed the NICS background check system, which the shooter in Uvalde passed. I understand that Joe Scarborough would like that what happened to be Greg Abbott's fault, but it really isn't. Indeed, not a single law that Abbott has signed since he became governor even intersects with what happened yesterday. 
from start to finish. Texas laws would have treated this purchase in exactly the same way in 2012, 2002, 1992, 1982, and so on. One can certainly argue that this should change, although as ever, one has an obligation to explain exactly how. But one shouldn't blame politicians for fathom alterations that neither they nor anyone else have made. Joe Scarborough is a serial liar and demagogue who will exploit any horrific event to draw attention to himself. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. One of the lies that you're hearing out there, and I really, every time I have to do this, it's really unbelievable. Biden and the others say that the gun violence here is an international embarrassment well it's more than an embarrassment it's a disaster but it's not just here and John Lott pointed this out about a year or so ago on a piece in Real Clear Politics and Congressman Massey he said the president might not follow international news closely but mass public shootings are much more common and deadly in the rest of the world than they are in the United States this certainly doesn't excuse what's taking place. The U.S. contains 4.6% of the world's population, but accounts for 1% of the world's shooters. Over the last decade, Europe has experienced deadlier mass public shootings than any of those in the U.S. ever. November 2015, 130 people shot dead at a concert in Paris. 67 shot dead in 2011 in Norway. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, 
L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, I have in front of me, Mr. Producer put together a series of clips of the most disgusting, outrageous things the media and Democrats are saying about Republicans. Led by Chris Murphy of Connecticut. Joaquin Castro. It's hard not to think that there are policymakers who are okay with mass shootings. Just unbelievable. Mike Barnacle on MSNBC. Republicans are the enemies. Scarborough with his grotesque lies. And then Steve Kerr at a press conference yesterday who is just a complete hack and moron. Complete hack and moron. They talk about universal background checks. We have universal background checks. In fact, this murder went through a background check. There were no mental health issues found. There was no criminal record found. He went through a background check. Background checks, if somebody goes through them, they cannot always predict what's going to take place. And so they want laws passed. Well, what law exactly do they want to pass? What exactly, even if we didn't have a Second Amendment, and prior to this, they didn't like the First Amendment. They never liked the Fourth Amendment due process. So what exactly is the law? I'm curious. Joe Scarborough is attacking National Rifle Association members. But he says the vast majority want background checks, expanded dramatically. Expanded to what? How would expanding the background check have stopped this mass murder. And so you're only allowed to discuss what they want to discuss on the terms that they set. And it's not just with this, it's with everything. Now, Steve Kerr, back Black Lives Matter, he hasn't circled back, apologized, condemned them. Just pass a law. McConnell, pass a law. Republicans, you're standing in the way. Kerr says, regardless of political party, people want background checks, universal background checks. We have background checks, universal background checks. Everybody who purchases a weapon knows this. But the Republicans won't do it, he says, because they want to hold on to their power. It's pathetic. Every time. There's a horrific event. The Republicans are on defense. The Republicans are on attack. The NRA is on defense. The NRA is under attack. The Bill of Rights, especially the Second Amendment, is under attack, if not the First Amendment or other amendments to the Constitution. I want to read you something that I found at PJ Media by J. Christian Adams, which he wrote, Four years ago. He said the millennial generation might be surprised to learn 
that theirs is the first without guns in school. Just 30 years ago, high school kids rode the bus with rifles and shot their guns at high school rifle ranges. After another school shooting, it's time to ask what changed? Cross guns off the list of things that changed in 30 years. In 1985, semi-automatic rifles existed, and a semi-automatic rifle was used in Florida. Guns didn't suddenly decide to visit mayhem on schools. Guns can't decide. We can also cross the Second Amendment off the list. It existed for over 200 years before this wickedness unfolded. Nothing changed in the Constitution. That leaves us with some uncomfortable possibilities remaining. What has changed from 30 years ago when kids could take firearms into school responsibly and today might involve some difficult truths? Let's inventory the possibilities. Much of this we talked about last night at great length, me and you. What changed the mainstreaming of nihilism, cultural decay, chemicals, the deliberate destruction of moral backstops in the culture, a lost commonality of shared societal pressures to enforce right and wrong, and above all, simple, pure evil. Before you retort that we can't account for the mentally ill, they existed forever. Paranoid schizophrenics existed in 1888 and 2018. Mentally ill students weren't showing up in schools with guns even three decades ago. So it must be something else. Those who have been so busy destroying the moral backstops in our culture won't want to have this conversation. They'll do what they do, mock the truth. There was a time in America before the snowflakes when any adult on the block could reprimand a neighborhood kid who was out out of line without fear. Even 30 years ago, the culture still had invisible restraints developed over centuries. Those restraints, those leveling commonalities, were the target of a half-century of attack by the free-willing counterculture that has now become the dominant replacement culture. Hollywood made fun of these restraints in films too numerous to list. The 60s mantra, don't trust anyone over 30, has become a billion-dollar industry, devoted to the child always being right, a sometimes deeply medicated brat who disrupts the classroom or escapes what used to be resolved with a padding, a paddling. If you think it's bad now, just wait until the generation whose babysitter is an iPhone is in high school. You can hardly walk around Walmart these days without tripping over a toddler in a trance, staring at a screen. The high school kids who shot rifles in school in 1985 were taught right and wrong. They were taught what to do with their rifle in school and what not to do. If they got out of line, all the other students and the coach would have come down on them hard. There were no safe spaces, and that was a good thing. Culture is a powerful force for good. When good behavior is normalized and deviant, destructive behavior is ostracized, shamed, and marginalized, you get more good behavior. Considering evil in this debate makes some of you uncomfortable, but evil bathes all of these shootings. I'm reminded of Justice Antonin Scalia's spectacularly funny and profound interview in 2013, where he toyed with a New Yorker reporter about evil. He said, you travel in circles that are so, so removed from mainstream America that you're appalled that anybody would believe in the devil. 
30 years ago, kids who brought their rifles to the high school shooting range didn't wonder about evil and cultural decay. They simply lived in a time in America when right and wrong were more starkly defined, where expectations about behavior were clear and wickedness hadn't been normalized. The idea that guns caused the carnage we have faced is so intellectually bankrupt that it isn't even worth discussing anymore. Remembering where, remembering where we were as a nation just 30 years ago makes it even more so. It's time to ask what changed. It's time to ask what changed. Well, part of the problem is we have people like Steve Kerr. A lot of kids watch basketball. A lot of kids listen to these athletes. A lot of people yesterday had to listen to this. From Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors coach. Cut 16, go. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. Did you I'm do so that? Tired. Did you offer them condolences? Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And, and what would that have done to stop this killer? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He did this, doesn't even have the facts when he, when he mostly focused on himself, drawing attention to himself. He didn't have the facts. And the fact is that H.R. 8 wouldn't have stopped this at all. Period. And there was a universal background check. And he passed. Go ahead. They won't vote on it to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence in school shootings. They don't refuse to do anything about the violence in school shootings. This is what I was explaining earlier. You're only allowed to debate this issue in the context of what they demand. It's like every other issue they demand. You're only allowed to debate so-called systemic racism in our society, police, school, only within the context that they demand. They do not want to have a serious, comprehensive discussion about ways in which we can better address this. They don't want it, even though they claim they do. So it's a combination of the Joe Scarboroughs, uh, the others in the Democrat Party, the Chris Murphys, the Joaquin Castros, the Mike Barnacles, just trashing and trashing and slashing and burning They don't want to have a discussion. They want their way. And their way wouldn't have done a damn thing about this. So let's talk more about other things. No, you're just avoiding what we demand. And then they wonder why there's no there's no resolution or at least no effort to resolve issues. Go ahead. Supermarket shootings. I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers. Is this what he says every weekend when people are slaughtered throughout the United States, including 
the city his team represents, the Golden State Warriors, Sacramento? Is this what he says to Lori Lightfoot in Chicago? Is this what he says to George Soros with his non-prosecutor prosecutors? Is this what he says to the Democrats in New York City who allow people who've used guns and assaulted people out the back door, killing people on subways? No. This guy's a fraud. In my humble opinion. Just my opinion. 17, go. And and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check. 90% we have of universal background checks. We've had them for decades. And so it's the fault of the Republican Party. It's the fault of the NRA. Ten days ago was the fault of Conservatives who want to secure the border. It's always the same thing. And they say, why can't we come up with some kind of unity and resolution? Go ahead. We are being held hostage by 50 senators. You're not being held hostage by anybody. You derelict, you moron. Why don't you get some facts? And stop exploiting What happened yesterday? You're the same leader of the choir every damn time of the choir. Every damn time. Just appalling. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Americans are the embodiment of determination, spirit, and grit. And I believe that. Most of us are. I told you last night, we spent three hours on the radio talking to each other. in a very rational, composed way as adults, trying to deal with what took place in Texas, the horror of the slaughter of little babies. But I also kind of in a footnote told you that there are elements out there that exploit these things. 
And one of them that I mentioned was Media Matters. And Media Matters is a very, very noxious operation. It has a tax-exempt status, which means you subsidize it. Even though you know full well that it is fronted by Democrats, it is funded by dark money from billionaires and Democrats and so forth and so on. Now on my website, marklevinshow.com, we have four years worth of radio archives. Anybody in the media, anybody, period, who wants to hear what I've actually said during the course of a program can go listen to it. We never edit it. We never remove it, do we, Mr. Producer? Ever. So we don't need interpreters, particularly through the lens of Marxists or George Soros or Democrat operatives. On an evening like last night, sat there listening to this show and other shows for the purpose of lying about what I said. Just flat out lying by, by pulling out, cherry picking one issue. Levin, Fox News host Mark Levin. Now, first of all, when I'm behind this microphone, I'm not acting as a Fox News host. I'm a host on Westwood One that's owned by Cumulus. So why do they say Fox News host Mark Levin? Why don't they say Westwood One host Mark Levin? Why don't they say Cumulus host Mark Levin? Because one of their senior people is on the board of directors of Cumulus. So what I said on radio, I didn't say on Fox, but regardless, just out of accuracy, says America can stop mass shootings by celebrating the Judeo-Christian, it's cut off here, but I assume belief system. Is that what I said, Mr. Producer? Didn't I say this is part and parcel of a much bigger and more complex picture? I have no problem with that, but that in and of itself is not enough. Now, if you want to hear what we said, you said, caller said, all you have to do is go onto the website. But that's not what they do. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, People seem to think in the media, basketball coaches and others, that there's very easy answers to all this. If only we would pass another law. I think there's things we can do, but they're not going to stop everybody. I'll give an example. We've now learned that, in fact, 
the mass murderer was confronted when he went into the school by an armed guard, and they exchanged fire. And apparently, as reported, Ramos ran down a small hallway, or a short hallway, and that's when he barricaded himself into the classroom where he murdered everybody. I mean, the 19 children and two teachers. And oddly enough, last night I told you, good Lord, he shot enough kids to be in a single classroom. Apparently that's what he did. And one of the teachers ran to the window to try and let the kids out, and he murdered her. So uh, when you have people going around yelling it's the Republicans or it's the NRA and the gun lot, these are very cold people. Very, very cold people. So I wanted to pass that on to you. I want to get into a few other things, if I may. That could affect the outcome of the Senate. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in dire shape in this country. We're in grave shape in this country, from our classrooms to our border, to inflation and gasoline, the value of the dollar, shortages, baby formula. Now the FDA is having to confess that, in fact, it's screwed up royally. We talked about it. Has to be, what, a week and a half ago, Mr. Producer? Joe Biden was blaming the private sector. It wasn't the private sector. Those who support big, ubiquitous, yet centralized government never blame the government. It's always somebody else. The oil companies, the meatpacking companies, the baby formula companies, the gun companies, whatever it is. There is a constitution in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, one of the oldest in the country, as a matter of fact. It's a very solid constitution. I'm well aware of it. I graduated law school in Pennsylvania. I'm a member of the bar of Pennsylvania as well as Virginia. But I studied the Pennsylvania constitution and I had to dust it off in this last election. If you want to change election laws in Pennsylvania, it's it's different than, a, I bet, the vast majority of states. It's extremely difficult. You can't just pass a statute, nor issue an executive order as governor, nor issue a judicial order as a court. It has a very comprehensive amendment process, more difficult than the federal constitution. And that amendment process involves the people of Pennsylvania, a vote. And if they don't, in the first instance, support the amendment, it doesn't go any further. It requires a supermajority of the state legislature, not once, but twice. They love their constitution. What happened prior to 2020, between 2016 and 2020, 
and right up to Election Day in Pennsylvania, is that the state constitution, as well as our federal constitution, were repeatedly violated. An elected Supreme Court changed the voting system. A Secretary of State changed the voting system. That violated two constitutions. Even the state legislature has to follow the Constitution in Pennsylvania. Even the Republican state legislature. They are not free to change the election laws either without going through the amendment process. That's how tough it is in Pennsylvania. All of that was shredded in 2020 and 2019. All of it was shredded. And yet one thing survived, barely. In Pennsylvania, if you have an absentee ballot, you have to sign the envelope in which the absentee ballot is placed and date it by hand. No machine dates, no computer dates, no fixing by the Board of Elections, stamp dating it like you're going to the post office. It's very specific. Now, why did they do that? It's a custody thing. They wanted to make sure the person who was signing also dated it. Many of you have signed legal documents, notarized documents. You have to sign it and date it. Somebody else is not permitted to date it for you. The bank isn't permitted to date it for you. Mortgage company is not permitted to date it for you. It says name, print, name, sign, date. And if you don't date it, because that's very important, then it doesn't count. It's not a legally executed document. So when you vote in the state of Pennsylvania absentee, you get an envelope, you get a ballot. In addition to signing and dating the ballot that you put in the envelope, you sign and date the envelope. That has withstood challenge within the state. That's the law in the state. This election for Senate in the Republican primaries is so close, it's within a thousand votes. They're nowhere else to find votes. And so there's, if you will, a box or bucket or a grouping of these envelopes that were not hand-signed. Instead, they were stamp-dated in violation of state law, existing state law. So what... David McCormick's team has decided to do is to sue to allow the ballots that were not hand-dated to be counted. That is, the ballots that were stamp-dated to be counted. Of course, he has support over at National Review because Donald Trump backed Dr. Oz, and they hate Dr. Oz by their legal analyst over there who claims that this is uh, 
really a civil rights issue, according to the federal courts. There's no civil rights issue. This is a black and white, simple, originalism issue. And there is no reason to change state law. There's no civil rights issue or civil rights violation. And it is a material issue whether you sign and date a document for all kinds of legal purposes, including absentee ballots and the envelope in which those ballots are placed. So David McCormick has decided to sue. His lawyer, you'll be interested in knowing, is a gentleman by the name of Chuck Cooper. Chuck Cooper has, for decades, posed as an originalist constitutionalist. He also represented the infamous John Bolton. And I've known Chuck Cooper a long time. But I can't control how people decide to conduct themselves later in their careers. It's despicable. The Republican National Committee and, more importantly, the Pennsylvania Republican Party have sided with Dr. Oz in this litigation and have opposed what David McCormick has done. The Democrat Secretary of State, she has sided with McCormick. Now, why would a Democrat Secretary of State side with McCormick? And the Republican Party of Pennsylvania and the RNC side with Oz. Because the Democrats want to be able to use the same thing if their voters don't hand date the envelopes. And it just happens that their voters are dumber than the Republican voters and often don't follow the process, as you well know. So the lawyers, Cooper et al., who are bringing this litigation, are basically paving the path for the Democrat Party to win in the general election. In the general election. Because this lawsuit is the kind of suit that Mark Elias would bring. This lawsuit is the kind of suit that a slip-and-fall, ambulance-chasing, Democrat hack lawyer would bring. And I strongly object to it. And I think it's crucially important that the plaintiffs here, the McCormick campaign and its lawyers, lose and lose badly. Because we don't believe, number one, that courts should be changing election laws. And we don't believe, number two, the failure to write a date on a legal document is a civil rights issue, a federal civil rights issue. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, this is ultimately going to go to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, which is a very liberal circuit in Philadelphia. That's the problem. And that's what Cooper knows. That's what the McCormick campaign knows. And that's what the legal analyst over there at National Review surely must know. I don't think David McCormick is helping himself for the future. Even if there's a recount, which there's supposed to be, and I believe it was triggered today, and that's fine under state law. Even if he comes out the other end on top, I think he will have 
turned off and infuriated an awful lot of people. Because this kind of litigation, supported by National Review, supported by Chuck Cooper, and apparently by the McCormick campaign, is the sort of thing the Democrats want. And should the McCormick campaign win, will clearly benefit from in the general election. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Baby formula shortages. FDA Commissioner Robert Khalif's testimony today says uh, there were a number of problems. Laid the blame for the delayed actions following contamination reports at a baby formula plant in Michigan on a COVID-19 outbreak at the family, as well as the failure in the FDA's mailroom. He says these problems meant the agency didn't begin its inspection of the facility until January 31, over three months after becoming aware of the first infant chronobacter infection, who allegedly was fed powdered infant formula made at the Sturgis facility run by Abbott Nutrition. Three months. We talked about this two weeks ago. That they had to know well before February. Stick with this show, folks. I just use my logic. And I go back and I do the research. This is what we said. They knew much earlier than February. At least November. Wednesday's hearing today focused on the nationwide shortage of baby formula that has prompted parents to scramble to find ways to feed their infants. The plant was closed after reports of four infants who grew either ill or died after consuming formula from the facility and FDA inspection allegedly found unsanitary conditions. Four months later, the plant is still closed, but... I should point out, even though that's mentioned in this story, they did not link the deaths or illnesses of those four kids to this. Abbott Plant received 16 complaints between 2019 and 2021 concerning infants becoming ill after drinking products from the facility. The company said in a statement, bacteria found in areas of the plant that doesn't come in contact with the product haven't been connected to any known infant diseases. 
And yet the chief executive apologized. They make them get on their knees and beg for forgiveness, even if they're not the actual cause of the problem. And then Congress, of course, comes in after the fact and passes some laws that they think will help. And um, not to beat a dead horse here, but we talked about the need to import formula from other countries. The EU, in some cases, has stricter standards than we do. And after all, they're feeding it to tens of millions of babies in Europe in advanced industrialized societies, and they seem to be doing fine. So finally, Biden lifts that. I don't know what they were waiting for. And now they're moving quickly, an agreement reached between the FDA and Abbott to open their plant in Michigan, which is still closed, even though it wasn't the source of the problem. And that's the same story it was a couple of weeks ago. Same story. And so this is what happened. As the federal government wants more and more control and more and more power, it doesn't seem to be able to do anything damn right. I was in a diner for breakfast the other day. I'd like to talk to the owner there and other people there, including the employees. It's interesting over the years how I've become friends with many of them. They go on to other jobs. I'll bump into them at Costco or whatever where they used to work at a diner. Very, very nice people. In any event, I said, are you having problems? She said, she's always smiling, happy, serving. She said, yes, it's very, very difficult. Even napkins. So we're very difficult to get it. She goes to wherever the wholesale warehouse place is that sells the food to restaurants. Gets up at five in the morning. It's a long line. But this is what really ticked me off. One of the ladies working there told me that on an extremely busy Sunday, there was one gentleman in particular who was very impatient, wanted a seat quickly, wanted his food quickly. They did the best they could. They were understaffed, of course. And he leaves this vicious review on the site. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys for half the cost. The average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. 
Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So here we are, saluting our police, the Border Patrol. And what does Joe Biden do today? He signs another executive order against the police. Now, what do I mean by this? They want to have a federal database that keeps track of what they say are these these bad cops. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Maybe it's a good cop and somebody wants to put them on the database. I've seen this sort of thing before. Cut 23, go. But in your own ways, you've each, each of you, whose family's been victimized, have summoned the courage to find purpose through your pain, to stir justice that's been too long dormant, and to give hope while in need of hope yourself. That's why the executive order I'll be signing today is so important in my view. It's a measure of what we can do together to heal the very soul of this nation, to address profound fear and trauma, exhaustion, that particularly black Americans have experienced for generations, and to channel that private pain and public outrage into a rare mark of progress for years to come. Jeez, I tell you. This... uh This man is such a disservice to this country, just such a horrible disservice to this country in every way imaginable. I always knew he was a jackass as a senator from day one and a chameleon. But we don't need a demagogue in the Oval Office, do we? Not now, not today. An absolute full-throated demagogue. So trashing the cops, playing race, we just went through a mass murder in Uvalde, Texas, where the cops came to the rescue of these kids as best as they could. Unfortunately, too many were killed, as did the Border Patrol, as did other law enforcement. And so today, this is what he does. Cut 24, go. Without public trust, law enforcement can't do its job of serving and protecting all of our communities. But as we've seen all too often, public trust is frayed and broken. You know, you know, folks, I want to tell you something. I look at these surveys in the past. Every community in this country wants cops on the beat. Black, brown, white, yellow, red, everything in between. They want cops in the streets. They want to be protected from criminals. Period. So much of what we hear is, again, the combination of white self-appointed elitists and activists. Not the people, 
not the people in this country, not the people in these communities. How come he doesn't sign some magical executive order dealing with the slaughter that occurs every night, let alone every weekend, particularly in our inner cities? Why not? When will that happen? When will this man ever even talk about it? Without public trust. The vast majority of the public do trust the police. We just saw what took place in Texas. We just saw it. We'll talk about gun control. We have the strongest gun controls in the country and among other places, New York, where the slaughter took place in Buffalo, where those poor people were were slaughtered because of their race by another head case. Then we go to Texas, which doesn't have among the strongest gun laws in the country, even though it has serious gun laws, and it happened there. And before that, it happened in Connecticut, which has some of the strongest gun laws in the country. And it happens every damn night, especially in the weekends in Chicago, which has the strongest gun laws in the country. We need the cops to protect us. And because of propagandists and demagogues like this, this is why we don't get cops in every schoolhouse armed because if you're going to say that they're as a group and stereotype them as systemically racist so we need to control the cops crime is out of control the lunatics are on the loose can't we agree on that the great social experiment of the democrat party and the american marxists is a failure and it's costing people their lives Go ahead. Public safety. The families here today and across the country have had to ask why this nation, why so many black Americans wake up knowing they could lose their life in the course of just living their life today. Simply jogging, shopping, sleeping at home. More (laughs) black Americans, all Americans, but he brought it up, are losing their lives as a result of being murdered by other black Americans. This is a big, big problem that needs to be confronted. We have to have the courage and the integrity to do it. But Biden has none of that. None of it. Cut 25, go. First, the executive order promotes accountability. It creates a new national law enforcement and accountability database to track records of misconduct so that an officer can't hide the misconduct. But what does that mean? Think of your own lives and your own workplace, whomever you are, whatever your background, whatever your race, faith, sex, whatever. What does that mean? Who puts this in this database? We have so many databases in the federal government now. So many. Here's a piece by the Epic Times. Report shows FBI spied on 3.3 million Americans without a warrant. Without a warrant. After court-ordered information came to light showing that the federal agency collected the information of over 3 million Americans without a warrant. Maybe one of you. Maybe me. 
Maybe somebody in your family, you don't even know about it, without a warrant in violation of the Bill of Rights. It's right there in the federal constitution. People don't just have a right to surveil you. But how many more databases does the federal government need? This is a big deal. This is a problem. We need to attract more good people to law enforcement. This isn't going to attract them. This is going to chase them off. This is a disaster. I don't have a problem if a cop is a bad cop. To make sure that's known. But you don't need a federal database on quote-unquote misconduct. How about you spell it out with a little bit of specifics and detail? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Cut 26, go. I promise the Floyd family, among others, George's name is not just going to be a hashtag. Your daddy's name is going to be known for a long time. But as a nation, we're going to ensure his legacy. But we cannot make national, federal law. National, federal law as a remembrance. We can't do that. What are the consequences of what Biden's doing? Again, what does he mean by this language? And Congress, shouldn't Congress be the one passing the law rather than a president making law and instituting it as an executive order? Congress couldn't come together because the Democrats were so radical, anti-cop, that they wouldn't even meet Senator Tim Scott, who happens to be an African-American, Republican from South Carolina. They wouldn't even meet him halfway. And he wouldn't go to their position because he said it will undermine law enforcement and safety in the nation. So Joe Biden just comes over the top and signs an executive order, more than one, multiple executive orders. On today of all days, today of all days, I have not seen an announcement, Mr. Producer, of you that Joe Biden will be going down to Texas. Did he mention he will? We will let you know, ladies and gentlemen, but if he does, if he does, he damn well. He damn well better speak to the nation as the nation deserves to be spoken to. So he does plan to go in a couple of days. I just don't have any confidence in this guy. We'll be right back. Mark Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. 
for half the cost. The average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Let's go to Mitch, Bronx, New York, the great WABC. Go ahead, Mitch. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, hello, Mitch, can I can me? hear you. Yes, okay. yes. Well, I just I just wanted to say that I disagree with the criticism of the people that are advocating for gun control. Uh, first of all, I don't believe in the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was written over 200 years ago. At a Why time. do I care what you, whether you agree with the Second Amendment or not? Well, I don't. And I, it's I, in listen, the Constitution. I, you don't get that. I don't agree with it. So we don't have to have it, right? Listen, What's your I, next point? Said I was an ambulance EMT in New York City for 30 years. I don't care. What does that have to do with the Second Amendment? Every time I treated a shooting victim, I said to myself, if we didn't make it legal for people to have guns, this wouldn't happen. Oh, it's, right, right. They wouldn't kill each other. They wouldn't use knives. They wouldn't use hatchets. They wouldn't use swords. They wouldn't use explosives. No, they wouldn't use Molotov cocktails. They wouldn't use fertilizer. They wouldn't do anything. Let's disarm the public like they do in every fascist regime in the world and every Marxist regime in the world so people can't defend themselves. Let me ask you a question, pal. How many people did you see who needed a pistol to defend themselves and might not be alive today but for having a gun? That's never reported. I don't know, I don't know of anybody saying that. No, by the you don't know I- because it's not reported. Well, what about the example where a guy ran into that church where people were being shot and shot and killed the perpetrator? Do you remember that one? I well, what about the one in a restaurant that. where a daughter had a gun and some guy was shooting up the place and she shot him? And this is right off the top of my head. There are far but you care. What's other that? countries don't have this problem. Other, other countries, countries do have, have this problem. Violence. Hello, wake up. Other countries do have this problem. And John Locke has written about it, and I encourage all of you folks, he's just going to talk over me. I encourage all of you folks, go online and look and read the research that John Locke has done. You are not going to see it on the TV stations that this guy watches, period. You're not going to see it. But it's true. That doesn't make it right here. That doesn't make it right to kill people. That doesn't make it less of a problem. But why do they keep lying? Why do they keep lying? He doesn't like the Second Amendment. Oh, I'm sorry. Anything else we can change for you? How many burglaries have been stopped? How many rapes have been stopped? How many break-ins have been stopped? I mean, we do we even keep that data? I fear we don't. And if we do, it's certainly not made public. So they're going to undermine the police forces, right? Which they've done. Police departments are undermanned and underfunded. Murder is through the roof. Not by good guys killing bad guys, by bad guys killing good guys and bad guys. 
So on top of disarming the police or making their numbers so thin that they can't be where they need to be, they want to disarm you. So then what do we have? We have anarchy. The rule of the street. Like that moron. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You know, one way in which we could actually become much more united as a nation is if MSNBC and CNN went out of business. And these Democrat Party front groups like Mediaite and Media Matters disappeared. I'm not saying the government should do that. I'm just stating a fact. You know, they like, they like to set the narrative. They like to create the so-called reality. The right wing versus the left wing. I'm not right wing. Are you? 
being a traditionalist, a constitutional conservative, that's not right-wing. That's not white supremacy, white domination. I believe in the principles and traditions of this nation, don't you? I believe in equality for everybody under the law, don't you? I believe if you work hard, you should be able to keep what you make, don't you? I don't care what somebody's race is, do you? And yet today we're told, you must, and on and on and on. My point is that there are divisive forces in this country. And the, the American Marxists, this is what they preach. Whether they're in the media, whether they're in our colleges and universities, whether they're teaching at these colleges and universities, their books and so forth and so on, this is who they are. This is what they do. It's racism constantly. It's hate America constantly. It's hate the cops constantly. And the political vessel through which they operate is the Democrat Party. It's always been. If you hate America and you hate people, you work through the Democrat Party. Whether it's slavery or segregation, 150 or more years ago, all the way up to the 1950s and 60s, where they supported Jim Crow laws, or they're embraced now of American Marxism, but never embrace Americanism. Never. They are now promoting anti-Semitism and the anti-Semites within their ranks. You see them on TV. You see them within their, within their caucus. Of course, racism is the coin of the realm for them. They embrace, as I said before, Louis Farrakhan and just dress it up as scholarship. But it's not scholarship. It's pure hate. That's what it is. I mentioned earlier the FBI spied on 3.3 million Americans without a warrant. Top House Republicans writes Joseph Lord at Epic Times, which is a fantastic site are demanding answers from the FBI after court-ordered information came to light showing that the FBI had collected the information of over 3 million Americans without a warrant. In a May 25 letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray, Representatives Jim Jordan and Mike Turner asked Wray to explain why his agency had wiretapped and gathered personal information on over 3.3 million Americans without a warrant. Limited authority to gather foreign intelligence information is granted by the FISA Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, specifically Section 702. But this power can grant an expanding circle of possible searches to the FBI and other intel agencies who can use the same power against American citizens who had any interaction with targeted foreigners. This is why I'm explaining. When you have a list of who are the bad cops, what do you mean by that exactly? We know there's, quote-unquote, bad cops, and we know there's tens of thousands of bad people or criminals. But what does that mean? You need some absolute detail. Historically, 
insight into how FISA has been used against American citizens has been limited and hidden behind classified reports. But a November 2020 decision by the FISA court, which serves as a supposed watchdog for U.S. intelligence agencies, required that the Office of the Director of National Intelligence report, quote, the number of U.S. person queries run by the FBI against Section 702 acquired information. In total, queries against U.S. citizens came out to a jaw-dropping, ready, 3,394,053 searches. By comparison, only 1,324,057 such inquiries were made in 2020, representing a 250% increase during the first year of the Biden administration. They're into surveillance, unlawful surveillance. That's why they wanted their little ministry of truth. According to the Office of, the, of National Intel, more than half of those queries, almost 2 million, were part of the larger investigation of alleged Russia attempts to target a weaken U.S. critical infrastructure. The office reported and admitted that on at least four occasions, the FBI failed to get FISA approval before accessing the contents of information collected. It's not the first time the FBI has been caught red-handed overstepping its legal authority. It seems to me they're systemically focused on undermining law-abiding citizens. In their letter to Ray, Jordan and Turner laid out a laundry list of questions about the report, demanding further transparency. Isn't it interesting that the Democrats don't do this? They control the Congress. Isn't it interesting that they're not focused on this at all? And the vast majority of them weren't upset with this Ministry of Truth. And the vast majority of them support a database against the cops. Isn't that interesting, ladies and gentlemen? And they go around saying there aren't universal background checks to get a gun when in fact there are. Like the idiot coach, Steve Kerr, going on and on. It's amazing. On one side of their mouth, they tell you, do not trust law enforcement. Out of the other side of their mouth, give federal law enforcement and federal bureaucrats more power in violation of the Bill of Rights to monitor to surveil, and to control the individual. Well, which is it? Which is it? Do you trust law enforcement or you don't? The problem is, when it comes to local and state law enforcement, they treat them as the enemy. They're at war with them. But when it comes to federal law enforcement, which they feel they can control politically, there are very few limits that they won't oppose. Excuse me, very few limits that they will support. Very few. So they want all kinds of power to shut down your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, other constitutional rights. But when it comes to common criminality that affects you directly, then they attack the cops. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Folks, I want to tell you about a brand new sponsor, and I want to tell you this sponsor is fantastic. Now, you'd never knowingly feed your dog food that's bad for their health, right? But many commercial dog foods are full of fillers and harmful additives. Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian for more than 45 years, has seen that poor ingredients lead to bad digestion, skin problems, and other critical issues. That's why he created his Nature's Blend Premium Freeze-Dried Raw Food, It's packed with real cuts of meat and superfood seeds, veggies, and fruit. My dog Marty is loving his Nature's Blend Premium raw dog food. I love that Nature's Blend is freeze-dried and pantry-safe. So for a limited time, save 50% off your first order. Really, folks, I want you to try it. I'm not kidding. There's no bigger dog person than us right here in the Levin family and you folks. Go to drmartypets.com slash Levin. That's drmartypets.com slash L-E-V-I-N or text LEVIN to 511-511. They offer a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Text L-E-V-I-N to 511-511. Text LEVIN to 511-511 and save 50% off your first order today. Again, I can't stress enough, it's so healthy and your dog's going to love it. Dr. Marty, my Marty loves it. Text fees may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text STOP to opt out. Let me just say this. You know, during these breaks, it's really hard to break away from yesterday's events. And I just, as I told you, during these kinds of breaks, I sit here and I give a lot of thought to these various subjects. The answers, not perfect answers, but the more perfect answers to what took place yesterday, to what took place two weeks ago or so in Buffalo, are going to be found in state governments. And not all of them. And not all of them. We need to get back to law and order. We need to get back to locking up people who commit crimes. We need to get back to giving authority to officials to punish people. I don't mean to surveil them and round them up and that's what. No. If somebody has done something wrong, Police shouldn't be afraid to arrest them. If somebody is psychologically unbalanced, people shouldn't be afraid to report them and to treat them. Now, interestingly, and sadly, none of that relates to what took place yesterday in Texas. The systems in place at the federal level for gun sales can't predict if somebody has nothing in their background that's reportable. Can't predict it. You have a lot of people who are depressed, who are loners. Unfortunately, probably millions of them in this country. They're not going to murder anybody. They're not going to harm a fly. And I said that before, that people with mental issues are now being stereotyped as potential killers. 
anybody who's a mass killer by definition has a loose screw, but that's not what I'm talking about. And I love all these these people, commentators and experts, if we only did this, if we only did that, maybe this wouldn't, maybe. But the gentleman who called last night, who lost his daughter and four grandchildren in that church in Texas, he had it right. As did a pastor who called. These experts, what do they really know? What are they telling us? They're telling us things after the fact. So this is why I said yesterday, and I want to emphasize today, this evening. Parents, you need to get to these school boards, and you need to demand a say and a role in the security of your children. Just as you are rightly, importantly, critically, demanding a role in the curriculum that's chosen, and the curriculum that should not be used to indoctrinate your children To hate. To hate. Because hate leads to violence. Racism leads to violence. And in my view, critical race theory will lead to violence. I mean, what what do you expect when you're telling people that they live in a certain society where they can't achieve because of that race over there? Or telling people they can't... They can't succeed... Because of what people did a hundred years ago. This is a very dangerous ideology and fuse that is being lit. So you parents, you need to get into these school board meetings more than before. And put this at the top of your list. And you're hearing it here. Eventually the backbenchers will regurgitate it. That's how they work. But I'm telling you, you need to demand muscled up security around the schools and in the schools. And if your school board won't do it, you got to do everything you can to get rid of them. And go to chapter 7 of my book and that'll help you out. Those of you who have it. Those of you who don't get it at the library. I'm not hawking anything. But the reason why so many people know how to use FOIA or to file tax complaints now or to go to shareholder meetings, it's all spelled out right there. Share it. Share it. If you're a block captain, remember what I talked about? Developing these community groups all across the country with parents and taxpayers? Share the information. But you're going to save your kids. Nobody else is going to do it for you. These nut job politicians at the national level who are like having uh, who just like talking to each other or hearing themselves speak they don't have the answers. They have agendas. They have ideologies. You should demand police in your school in one form or another if not active duty policemen or policemen who are you know you can pay police if they're if they're uh, if their department allows them when they're not working you can pay them for time 
to help protect your kids. I mean, we have a lot of resources out there, ladies and gentlemen. We have retired cops. We have retired military. We have, yes, NRA trainers. We have all kinds of people who are proficient with weapons, proficient with security. Surely as many who, as who teach critical race theory, I would think. And this should be a subject. You know, in the 1950s, when there was actual fear of a possible, I guess it was the 1960s, for nuclear war, 60s. You know, the recessions you would have in school, preparation and so forth. It's a terrible thing. We don't do that anymore. There's very little you can do in the classroom confronting nuclear war, responding to it. But what about every now and then? Every now and then, the teachers, the students, the administrators prepare for the unthinkable. Maybe that'll save a few lives. Isn't that important? In other words, we ought to be putting together lists, and if they're long lists, so be it, of things that might be done that might save little kids and their teachers. We don't even do that, do we? We're distracted with the latest Democrat Party ideology that the teachers' unions want to impose on our children. All we hear is, I've had enough. This can't go on anymore. Not in a country like ours. Okay, got it. But they're not going to pass legislation that will stop this in Washington because there's nothing to pass that can stop it. At the lowest level, the neighborhood level, we have neighborhood community watch groups, volunteers who participate, you have guardian angels, you have volunteer fire departments. How about we have volunteer Children guards, working with local police. There's so many things that can be done that might, just might, might prevent one of these incidents. But if you're not allowed to think outside the box, here's my advice. Don't watch MSNBC. Don't watch CNN. Don't read the New York Times. Don't read the Washington Post. Don't listen to any of these liberal rags that are out there, these folks. They're going to tell you what you already hear from them day in and day out. Don't. You get together with people in your neighborhood. You get together with fellow parents. You get together and figure out what you think is best for your school to protect them, to protect your kids. The only constitutional lawyer you can see today for free. No appointment necessary. Just call him at 877-381-3811. All right, let's take some calls. People have been wanting to speak. Many of you have been waiting a long time. Eureka, California. Mark, the great K-I-N-S. How are you, sir? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call, and thanks for all that you do. Let me preface this by saying I'm not a parent, and I'm not even a teacher, and I'm no longer a gun owner. I'd like to make a point by asking a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, 100 years ago, we had less gun regulation in this country. Uh, Almost none. 100 years ago, did we have as many mass murders in schools? 
Well, I don't think so. I don't know that we had a public school system like we have either, but I get your point, which I think is a fair point. Um, I just think there's a lot that is contributing to this, and the politicians think that people want a simple answer. And for so many of them, the simple answer is to take away certain of your constitutional liberties. And by the way, when they come for the Second Amendment, they've been coming for the First Amendment, too. In fact, they've been coming for the Supreme Court and the entire Constitution. You cannot trust these people or their mega mouths, or I should say ultra propagandists and ultra demagogues in the media, like the Joe Scarboroughs and so forth. These are, these are profoundly stupid people. Thanks for your call, Mark. Thank you, my friend. Let's continue. Steve, Annapolis, Maryland, XM Satellite, home of our buddy, O'Connor and Company. Go right ahead. Well, I've been on Tom Sullivan's show numerous times because he knows me. But here's what does that have to do with me? I'm a forensic psychiatrist for 20 years. I am a board-certified psychiatrist for 35 years. There Mm -hmm. is, and I will send you anything you want to prove who I am. You don't have to prove. What's your point, my friend? Well, I I just think it's crazy. There is nothing that has been proven that has made any difference in the the craziness of the, this, these deaths. This death is horrible. Everybody's got to say the death is horrible. Don't you agree? I'm, I'm not sure what your point is, though. What's crazy? What are you trying have, to say? I think All right, thanks for your call. I'm 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 at a loss. I don't know what to say. I can't have dead air, but I'm just I'm just saying I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe he was nervous or something and call back maybe tomorrow. Um not trying to be rude. I just don't know where we're going with this. Terry, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT. Go right ahead. Mark, thanks for taking my call. Yes, About sir. a year and a half ago, you had Rudy Giuliani. And these shootings in the city and the drug deal and the whole bit. They got to go after these guys under the RICO statute. And you know it could be done. You're a constitutional. Well, why would they go after these guys under the RICO statute when they won't go after these guys under the criminal statutes? That's the problem. What's that? Yeah. The fellow that shot the guy on the Long Island Railroad. The prosecutor wanted a $100,000 bail. The judge reduced it to a dollar. He had 15 priors. Okay? Listen, you're not going to get an argument from me. What I'm trying to understand is what makes you think the same office would bring different charges when they won't do what they're supposed to do in the first place? Well, it goes back to Eric Holder. Well, it may go back to Eric Holder. It may go back to uh, Athens. I don't know. But I just know they're not going to do it. And so there's a lot of work to be done here to rebuild this culture and this society, I think, from the damage that's been done from within 
by these American Marxists. And these Republicans, if they take over the House and or the Senate, but definitely the House, the Senate is just very passive under uh, under McConnell and company. They need to start holding it. They need to they need to talk with uh, Soros under oath. They need to find out what his organizations are up to. The funding of these prosecutors who are participating in the destruction of our cities. And in my view, the rampant crime that's going on. They need to hold hearings in the Black Lives Matter and, uh, and get to the bottom of what that organization has been doing, given the fact that they're not helping anybody but themselves. And they've created enormous damage to this country with their Marxist and anti-Semitic ideologies. These things need to be looked into, too. We need to see the connections between Nancy Pelosi and many of these organizations and uh, Nancy Pelosi and why she failed to do what a speaker should do to protect the Capitol on January 6th, despite apparently many red flags given to her. There's a lot that needs to be done to to get this society back in functioning order. Uh, including looking in the attorney general and why he's targeting parents even to this day, looking into the secretary of DHS and why he absolutely refuses to secure the border. Um, there's just so much going on in this country that is insane. Absolutely insane. So, you know, we can throw out the word RICO. That's perfectly fine. But if you don't have the right people, they're not going to bring RICO cases. Terry! Thank you very much, my friend, from my home city, city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with a jackass mayor and a jackass district attorney. The city's going to hell. May I say with all due respect, it just is, like so many of these cities. Let's go to Bob, Longport, New York, XM Satellite. Bob, go right ahead, please. Yep, it's 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 Lockport, New York. I'm just north of Buffalo, where they had the shooting I'm last sorry. week. Yeah, um, go right ahead. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> thank you for what you do. Um, I'm calling about the baby formula thing. Um, yeah, Pino Biden within the last week finally decided to let imports in, and finally decided to reopen the plant. Um, I think it's a direct result of the truck drivers calling into the radio programs and saying hey, we're delivering truckloads of baby formula to the border. And somebody went in and woke him up from his nap and said, <clears throat> up the word's out, I think we got to do something finally. Mm-hmm. You could be right. Because this was, uh, and not only that, they're, they're, they brought in a, a big uh, military uh, plane filled with baby formula, and it, none of it hit the shelves. It was for this group here, this organization here, maybe the hospital over here, and so forth and so on. So it had absolutely no effect on what's happening to people in their real lives. And he pretends that he's worried about people. The border's wide open. Fentanyl, you talk about killing young people, has killed 110,000 people, a record. It's coming over the border. It's manufactured in communist China. They push it through our southern border. It's great, great damage to mostly our young people that's taking place here. We have the drug cartels getting footholds in our major cities all across the border states, but also in the interior of the country because he has the borders wide open. We have MS-13 coming in here. We have people, potential assassins and terrorists coming into this country. They know the border's open. I mean, right now, we've just lucked out that we haven't had a, 
a major terrorist attack, and everyone's like, what happened? What happened? Well, it's got to be Putin and the Republicans. Uh, it, it, I don't even know where to start here anymore. But the baby formula, this was a government-created shortage. Not the private sector. And if it were, I would tell you. I have no special, you know, I'm not a special pleader for any of these guys. I'm telling you, the government created the shortage. It would not allow. Look, even if you believe the Abbott facility, Abbott Nutrition, has to be shut down. Don't you take measures to open up the importation of baby formula from European countries? They didn't even do it. They didn't do anything. They did literally nothing. So you shut down a company that's producing 40% of the baby formula, and then you say, eh, we got an oligopoly, monopoly here. Open the damn importation of baby formula from Europe. They have an excess amount. They're feeding it to their babies. These are advanced industrialized countries. And only last week does he open it. And then the FDA says uh, the letter from this so-called whistleblower was lost in the mail. For what? For three months? And you're right. It got his attention when somebody found out. The congresswoman found out, actually. When she found out. That there were piles and piles of baby formula on the border waiting for illegal alien children to come across. Bob, thanks for your call. Excellent call. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It's hard to take off, take, uh, It's hard, isn't it, folks, to separate yourself from what took place in Texas and Buffalo and these places. It's just hard to separate yourself from these things. It's hard to move on from it, to be thinking about the parents and the families. All right, Joe, Ithaca, New York, the great W-H-A-M. W-H-A-M. How are you, Joe? Yes, I'm sir. on uh, all right tonight, Mark. Can you hear me? All, all right, right, brother. All right. So uh, I wanted to say that I think the culture of this country is really affecting the minds of children mm-hmm. all over it, and that's what's leading to these shootings, among other tragic incidents. I think um, that is the key. I think that it's it's complicated. But I think that is the key and that it has tentacles and that the people who've created this culture, the people who double down and triple down and quadruple down on what they're doing to our society and our culture, uh, have no intention of stopping. And so they want you to look at inanimate objects. They want you to look at guns. They lie about background checks, which already exist. And um, these are the people who've pushed faith. And God, out of the public square, these are the people who are at war with the nuclear family. These are the people who are at war with the Constitution of the United States, our traditions, our values. And I agree with you, it has an impact. Now, that doesn't mean in every single case that's what's going on here. But it does mean that it creates a very unhealthy, if not sick, 
in many respects, society. Honestly, this is why I get behind the microphone every night and fight this. Because you can smell it and taste it and see it, can't you, Joe? We can. A lot, Mm. but we can. I mean, it's just this morning I... That comes over the radio, 21 school children shot. I turned the radio down so my six and eight-year-old couldn't hear it. And they're like, turn that back on. It's like, absolutely not. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the look on my six-year-old's face as he's walking into school this morning. It's like, that's how it starts right there. Like, start with fear and build from there. And I'm it is frightening as a parent. Yep. It's horribly frightening. I want parents to go to these school board meetings and say, what are you doing to protect my kids? I want you folks to do this. I want an entire movement. You're already a movement. I want you to build on this movement and go into these school boards and go into these schools. You expect Washington to do so? Forget it. Washington can't do a damn thing. You've got to take charge at the local level and say, I'm looking at your budget. I got it through the Freedom of Information Act because you wouldn't give it to me voluntarily. I want to know, what are you going to do to protect my kids kids, in case one of these lunatics, one of these maniacs breaks into this school? What are you going to do about it? Who are you hiring? Who are you hiring? How are you training the teachers? That's what I would do. And I'm quite serious. Put your CRT crap aside and focus on what you need to focus on. Protecting my kids, making sure they're safe and healthy. Stop screwing around with their brains. I'm not kidding. It's up to you parents. You can make these schools safer. Not some politician that keeps going on television. That's not going to cut it. Not these, these idiot hosts who don't even understand what the gun laws are. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, as always our trucker friends, and our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. And let's pray for these little kids. Let's pray for their families. 